Welcome to the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology-related matters and much more besides. I'm Michael Lonnan, and today I'm joined by a 24-year industry veteran, field service consultant, Danny Weeder. Now, you'll likely have heard the phrase, prevention is better than cure. And in this episode, we discuss what this means from the context of field services, as well as covering some of the advancements that are enabling businesses to predict issues with field assets before they arise, which, as you know, solves a lot of time, hassle and cost. So grab a brew, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Tea or coffee? Coffee. How do you have your coffee? Uh, white, one sugar. <laughs> Standard. Card game or board game? Uh, board game. Work from home or work from the office? Uh, work from home. Yeah, you're happy, you're happy at home? Yeah, well, office for me is being customer size in the middle of nowhere. So, yeah, well, convenience. Prevention or cure? Ah, uh, cure, cure, yeah. When we talked about prevention or cure, or what's better and why when it comes to field service? Um, I think prevention beats cure anytime because um, at the end of the day, the customer needs the equipment. If it's a production facility that needs to produce, if it's an X-ray, they need to do X-rays, right? So uh, prevention anytime is better because it means they can they can operate. Uh, if cure can sometimes might be cheaper, might be more convenient, easier to manage, but really at the end of the day, preventative maintenance uh, is the way to go. And of course, today, um, classically, it's been preventative maintenance, but today. Uh, we're getting into the era of IoT, where right. you can actually monitor conditions of equipment quite closely. And because you do that, uh, you kind of can prevent things just before they happen, rather than have to do preventative maintenance, which often perhaps isn't that necessary and is quite expensive. You can monitor the condition of a machine, and yeah. then as it deteriorates, you jump in and, and deal with it. Why is that useful? Why does that? Why does it help to be able to do that as opposed to not? Well, I mean, the classical way of prevention was preventative maintenance, um, but it could well mean that you over-service the machine because um, you know you have to do it every six months, and and they might not have or whatever, and they might not have used that machine that much. The machine might not need it. You kind of have to do it because that's it's very often calendar hours driven, but it's actually not determined by the condition of the machine. Right. Whereas now, if you have a sensor that says, oh, that shaft is vibrating more than it should, you can go and deal with it um, when that happens rather than just on a calendar basis. And of course, it also means that uh, irrespective of preventative maintenance, maybe the preventative maintenance hasn't been due yet, right? It's okay. not infallible. It means that you can actually jump in and 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 deal with that issue before the equipment fails, before it even deteriorates, um, before you get a failure. Yeah. How how can organisations do that? How can they um, how how can they know that equipment is about to fail, that there is something wrong with it, and therefore do something about it? How can they how can they work that out? Right, so that's that, that. That's a good question. I kind of uh, jumped in with the term IoT, the Internet of Things, um, and that would what I refer to when 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 I, when I use that term. It's um, 
really a collection of sensors that um, monitors the vital signs of the machine, if you like, vibration of shafts, temperature, perhaps if it's an air conditioning system, if it goes out of temperature, a rotating machine, yes, with vibration of shafts, it could be uh, whether a uh, the flow, in, in a, if you've got fluids involved, whether the flow rate is correct, okay. uh, when you have pizza crystal and that vibrates, it could be the quality of the vibration, or it could be the quantity, does it vibrate at the 64 uh, vibrations a second that it should do? Yeah, so there, there are sensors that monitor that, but then um, transfer that information in virtually real time, almost yeah. real time, to uh, a data store, whatever way we call it, and that gets then reported out. And you can set alarms once that these measurements go out of their... Um, of the tolerance level that you set, you can automatically create a case or work order or an alert, whatever it may be, and then you can take appropriate actions. So that, that is the mechanism. And, and and we see that more and more. So companies right. started putting that into their equipment. Uh, I've just recently talked through to three companies in completely different sectors, one dealing with automated doors that you might see in a supermarket, yeah one dealing with coffee machines in, in a coffee shop or offices, and the third one dealing with printing equipment. Yeah, so completely different industries, but they all do, uh, have these sensors now in their equipment. And the aim is really to, to use that to uh, for what we call predictive maintenance. So to say, ah, something is going to happen. Yeah. Let's go and deal with it before it does. Is that becoming more of a... Um a more regular thing organizations putting those sensors in place on their um machines on their on the things that they want to take care of is this a, is this a more is this growing as a, yes a it is it is absolutely growing so um five years ago that was kind of well that's the, 10 years ago that was like you know science fiction right yeah uh uh, five years ago, we already knew that this technology existed, right, and that, that it was coming. And what's happening now is, and I mean, this is all driven by what's available in the hardware. You can retrofit these things, but it's not that, that easy, right? Yeah. Manufacturers are now already putting this into the hardware, right? So it is there. So it's ready to use. Um, um and there's a next stage, and I think they haven't quite figured out yet how to use the data, how how to uh, evaluate it. These systems aren't quite there yet. Okay, it's kind of you have to have the capability first before you can move to that step, and and I think that's going to happen very rapidly. Okay, and and then that's about data management or managing the information that's coming out of these sensors in the systems that you're using in your back office and and those sorts of things. Yeah, exactly right. It's it's one thing having you know the sense on the machines. I want to bring that data back, and then uh, monitoring it yeah. and alerting it. Right, alerting when 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 it becomes an issue. Yeah. I guess um, from a customer's perspective, then there, there's significant value in that. In, in as you, as you said before, Danny, about preventing uh, a problem uh, from uh, taking a machine down, so that you're use, losing a the machine and the cost of therefore fixing it or replacing it. and the second thing you're saving is that is the time of lost production or, or whatever it is that you're using the machines for so from a customer's perspective you're getting value there's quite a lot of value by preventing it rather than having to replace the thing yeah no very much so i think i think when um if you look back and go back in time uh 
preventative maintenance really came in to stop equipment downtime. Okay. And, and also there's sometimes dangerous failures. It's not just about downtime, you know, sometimes there's safety issues as well. Um, but then there was very much a debate whether, you know, are we doing this? Is this really commercially, does it make sense? Because there's a cost, right? You know, the machine may not fail, right? Yeah. So, um, But I don't think there would be any debate at all about uh, the benefit of doing that. So the organizations have the sensors in place now, the data is flowing back. How would you advise like you said, um, that's that those things are there today, but they're not organizations aren't quite able to make take advantage of the data that's coming through or use the data. They're still trying to figure that out. What advice would you give to those organizations who are trying to figure out how might they take advantage of the information that's coming through? We as HSO, we obviously a Microsoft partner, and uh, Microsoft has got uh, Azure IoT, which is really a specifically for that purpose to ingest data from uh, devices fit yeah. into machines um, to bring it into Azure IoT uh, but then also to um, if you use for instance case uh, you know the, uh, Microsoft uh, dataverse for case management yeah. field service that can immediately raise a case or raise a work order and you can see that data, against that asset, if you use those systems, but even if you don't, uh, Microsoft Azure IoT still lets you manage these devices, it lets you get the data in, lets you reset them, for instance, right? Or send messages, for instance, when you have a coffee machine, right? Uh, in, in, in a busy coffee shop. And uh, one of the examples we have is that, you know, there might be two or th- two ones for the milk, for the steamer. Right? Yeah. You could actually send the message to the machine for the operator to read and say, you're using the left-hand steamer the whole time. It's about to fail. Please use the right one. Right? Uh-huh. So good. it is really incredibly sophisticated, and the platform does support a lot of these scenarios. I was going to ask you um, what's next beyond that then, because we've seen um, demonstrations by Microsoft of things like HoloLens, where um, where systems are about to fail, and those systems or those that equipment might be in some far flung place. That and there's a far there's somebody out there who's working on it, but isn't quite familiar how to um, fix said machine. Yeah. There's actually HoloLens way to actually help guide those people out in the field in how to. Um, correct machines that, that need correcting before they go down so, so from your perspective what, what is that sort of thing that's next that kind of preventative element one of the things that the field service organization brings the benefit it adds is skills right yeah um and the issue is that it takes time for that skill to arrive it might not be available and whatever so so if you're thinking about the mission of a field service operation it's actually key to keep the the assets of a customer Operating, yeah, and to fix them, obviously, when they when they break, and 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 to achieve that mission, uh, enhanced reality, augmented reality, virtual reality, Hololens, uh, I think is going to become a standard tool. The right. way mobile phones are a standard tool these days that didn't exist twenty years ago, almost right. So it's just going to go down the same route because it just will make it so much easier. The focus of field services is on preventing problems of expensive assets before they occur. 
Problems that might result in downtime, causing lost production and therefore revenue. But prevention is not always about keeping production going. It may also be about safety. In keeping assets operational and in good order prevents accidents and other issues from occurring. And one of the main advancements in supporting predictive field maintenance is connected IoT sensors, and these track the health and function of assets. These assets are becoming more commonplace, and today the challenge is about having the tools and processes in place to manage the data they provide. I hope you enjoyed the podcast as much as I did recording it. You can find out more interesting conversations at www.hso.com forward slash dynamics hyphen matters. Please do check it out. And until next time, take care of yourselves.